It's Sunday, February 4th, 2024. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. And I am Gloria Moraga, the Political Woman. Please vote and please subscribe. Follow me here, there, everywhere. I'm around. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. And I produce podcasts as well. Well, my head almost exploded this weekend. I was watching CNN and I know, I swore I was going to stop watching CNN because of their right-wing, Trump-loving producers and guests. And mainly, it's the expert guests. You know, the quote, air quotes, experts. They have these Republicans, ex-Republicans, kind of wannabe MAGAs on, defending Trump and all of his shenanigans and all of his illegal doings. And it's just disgusting. It's disgusting how disgusting they are. But in my defense, I wanted a good real-time update on the retaliatory strikes the United States is hitting the Houthis with in the Middle East. I was cooking or doing something in the kitchen and the story transitioned to South Carolina, Democratic primary. The story was about the importance of black voters and how black voters saved Joe Biden's presidency four years ago. But the focus of the story was how black voters don't like Biden, how they're deserting Biden. The news crews went to a barber shop, and none of the men there liked Biden, and they said they weren't going to vote for him. Then they transitioned to a woman, and she either owns the dress shop or she was working in a dress shop, and she didn't like Biden. And therefore, she's not going to vote. And she said she's telling all her friends not to vote, to boycott, and just don't vote. Oh, no, we don't like Trump either, but we really don't like Biden. So we're just not going to vote. And they actually ended the piece with her saying, please don't vote. And I'm thinking, what the hell is this? This is a new story? Question mark? Don't vote? That's the message? That's the powerful last soundbite you leave viewers with? What a crock of shit. Please vote. Please vote. If you don't like Biden, there are other ways to show your displeasure. But not voting and not voting for Biden leaves the door open for Mr. Wannabe Dictator to come back and destroy democracy. It sounds dramatic, but I'm not being dramatic. Well, I'm happy to report Biden won the Democratic primary in South Carolina. Overwhelmingly, there are two other people running there and, you know, they're, the guy is a joke. I mean, I won't, won't even get into it because this podcast is already really long. So Biden won and the Republican primary is in a couple of days and Nikki Haley is expected to lose to Donald Trump. And you know what just angers me about all this, too? is Nikki Haley giving in a try. And I know, you know, you may not like her, and she may be a despicable woman, and I think she is, but at least she's trying. At least this is part of democracy, not just Trump's going to win and Biden's going to win and it's over. This brings me to the topic of the podcast. An update. Update on the trials of Donald Trump. And officially, we're going to call this February 4th, 
2024 update on the trials of Donald Trump because there's so much change happening so often. People are confused about what the hell is going on. Before I get to that, some headlines. The U.S. is stepping up what the Biden administration is calling retaliatory strikes. We are bombing strategic locations in Iraq and Syria. Now, this is an effort to weaken or deter Iran-backed Houthis, who are bombing our installations, trying to attack Americans. Last Sunday, three Americans were killed on a strike in the Middle East. And as I watch the United States respond to that, all I can think about is that line from that movie, I have a feeling this isn't going to end well. What movie? A lot of them. But I just happened to be watching Seven, the movie with Morgan Freeman about the serial killer. And Kevin Spacey's a serial killer. I'm not going to mention the other actor because I don't like him. That is a line. Morgan Freeman says that line. You know this isn't going to end well in his great voice. Yeah, stepping up our fight, bombing in the Middle East, not going to end well. The Houthis vow to never stop. And I'm going to quote, this is from SFGate. Quote, the United States and Britain struck 36 Houthi targets in Yemen on Saturday in a second wave of assaults meant to further disable Iran-backed groups that have relentlessly attacked American and international interests in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. But Washington did not directly target Iran as it tries to find a balance between a forceful response and intensifying the conflict. The strikes follow an airstrike in Iraq and Syria on Friday that targeted other Iranian-backed militias and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard in retaliation for the drone strike that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan last weekend. That's an end quote from SFGate. I have a feeling this isn't going to end well. The Trump trials. There is news. There is news. Where to begin? Let's begin in my favorite city in the world, Washington, D.C. This is the federal election interference case. Background. The date Trump was indicted, August 1st, 2023. The scheduled trial date was March 4th, 2024. The court is the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia. Charges. Two counts related to obstructing an official proceeding and conspiring to obstruct an official proceeding. One count of conspiracy to defraud the United States government and one count of conspiracy to violate rights. So here's what happened. The trial is no longer set for March 4th. What happened was it's been taken off the calendar. That happened last week. Why? Because we are waiting for the appeals court to make a decision on whether Trump has immunity from prosecution. Now, Trump's lawyers filed that, and then it went to Tanya Chetkin, the judge for this case, and then Trump's lawyers appealed her decision, and then 
Jack Smith, the prosecutor, tried to get it moved to the Supreme Court, and they said no. They sent it back to the appeals court, and the appeals court heard the case, and I have a report on it. I have a story on it. So take a look at that. Take a listen. And we're waiting for the appeals court to hand down a decision. And it was, I mean, people think it should be here by now, but it's not here. Not here. You know, I'm, I'm sick of waiting. And it's just stalling, stalling, and they're stalling. That's that. It's off the calendar as of right now. So since this trial is delayed, there is a possibility that the New York State hush money case can move forward. Because all this time, the prosecutor's been working away like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. Background. Date indicted March 30th, 2023. He was the first to indict Trump. Scheduled trial date, March 25th, 2024. So all along, the prosecutor in this case was going to step back and let the D.C. case move forward. But now he might not have to. The court is the New York State Supreme Court. Charges 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Yes, this is the Stormy Daniels, Michael Cohen case. They're involved in this. You know, it's so much fun to say, hush money to a porn star. The case, a grand jury voted to indict Trump, making him the first U.S. president to be criminally charged and and marking the beginning of a series of indictments against the former president. The indictment accuses Trump of falsifying business records in connection with a payment made during the final weeks of the 2016 presidential campaign to adult film star Stormy Daniels, who had threatened to reveal what she said was a 2006 sexual encounter with Trump. The case alleges that Daniels was paid $130,000 by Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, in October 2016, in exchange for her silence. So that case could move forward. The district attorney is Alvin L. Bragg. Of course, Trump denies all these charges. Got to say that. The judge overseeing this case is New York Supreme Court Judge Juan Marichon. Trump denies having an affair with Daniels. Daniels is going to testify, and apparently Michael Cohen is as well. So that might move up. Now, the federal classified documents case in Florida also had a little bit of some action last week. And in case you're wondering what case this is, the date Trump was indicted was June 8, 2023, and July 27, 2023. Special counsel Jack Smith's team charged Trump with three more counts on the second date. The trial schedule date was May 20th, but that's not going to happen because there's a slowdown on this one because the judge was appointed by Trump and apparently likes him a lot. Charges, there are 23 counts of willful retention of national defense information and on and on. There's a lot of charges. And this is the update on the classified documents case. And I'm just going to quote because it just makes it easier for me, for you, for everybody, because I can provide the link and then you can see that I'm just not making this shit up. 
This story was filed on February 2nd. It is from CNN. There I go again. Well, you know, I read CNN online. I try not to watch them on TV because I loathe them. All right, story filed February 2nd. The headline is Jack Smith's prosecutors use new filing to fight back against Trump's claims in Mar-a-Lago documents case. Now, I'll read a little bit, but the bottom line here is, you know, Trump's been saying constantly all along that all of these cases and charges are scams and witch hunts and they have no basis in fact, and that it's just a way for the president, Biden, to try to get him because he's the number one Republican contender. And actually, really, the cases were in works before Trump announced he was running for re-election again. And many believe he's running for re-election just to try to get out of these cases. So here's a quote from the article. Special Counsel Jack Smith's office is defending how the federal government during Joe Biden's presidency sought to repossess White House records Donald Trump took and how the case evolved into a federal investigation. The expansive 67-page filing, and this happened last week, offers a detailed retelling of the standoff with Trump as a way to set the record straight, Smith's prosecutors say, on the origins of the Mar-a-Lago documents case as they fight to keep the case on track for spring trial. And apparently, Jack Smith, the prosecutor, met with the judge and when they filed this. And it goes on and on about the background of the case, which I've done many videos on this. I'm obsessed with this case, so I've read everything I could get my hands on. I've done, I did multiple videos. I did a video on each count because it's so important because I was so worried and worry about other countries harming our agents in the field. And that Trump just had these documents in his bathroom and it was just appalling to me. And it's appalling to me that more people don't care about this. So that's the update. Jack Smith filed that big filing that lays out how this has nothing to do with Biden, that it's a real solid investigation. And we will see. As I said, Jack Smith had, did meet with U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon. All right. <laughs> Last but not least, the Georgia election interference case. And all I can say about this is, <laughs> the date Trump was indicted, August 14th, 2023. Scheduled trial date was, is August 5th, 2024. The court, Fulton County Superior Court. There are a number of charges. One count related to violating the Racketeering Influenced and Corruption Organizations Act. Six counts related to false statements and documents. Two counts of conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. Four counts related to soliciting or impersonating public officers. The indictment lists 41 charges, 13 of which are against 
impeached Trump and 18 other defendants, alleging they attempted to unlawfully overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia and subvert the voters' will. And it goes on and on. I, I wrote all this down and giving you the update in the background, but I think most people know. Now, four of the 18 defendants have already pleaded guilty. If Trump is found guilty in this case, this is why this one's important, he would not be able to pardon himself if re-elected as president since he would have violated Georgia state law, not federal law, and that's a state's rights issue. Person leading the investigation, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, judge overseeing the case, Judge Scott McAfee. And as you all know, one of the defendants in this case accused Fonnie Willis of having an affair with her lead special prosecutor. Now, she appointed this man, and she was required to respond to his motion to dismiss the charges and dismiss the case and pull the case out of her office by Friday. So she released her response on Friday. And in that response, she admits she did have an affair with her special prosecutor that she hired, Nathan Wade. Now, Nathan Wade was going through a, a bad divorce. Willis explains that he had, she had already hired him when they started their affair. Now, I looked up so much information on this. I found information that she had vowed never to have an affair with someone in her office and on and on and on. And then she had that big, I did a podcast on it. You could take a look, uh, listen. She did that big speech at church where she talked to God and didn't say she was not guilty or that she didn't have an affair, but she implied it. So it doesn't matter. Legal experts say no. Legal experts say it doesn't matter as long as she was paying her way when they went on vacations and he was paying his. There's no, she didn't benefit from hiring him in any way. And that's what they're saying. But now the Congress wants to investigate and on and on and on. But, you know, I listened to legal experts and read and they say it doesn't affect the merits of the case. Now, does it taint her? Does it taint the special prosecutor? Yes, maybe. What do you think? Now, Willis wrote a, I'm looking at it right now, a 35-page response. This is what was released on Friday. She responded, uh, and she says, basically, uh, I mean, I could just read a little bit. State's opposition to defendant Roman Trump and Chile's motions to dismiss and disqualify the district attorney. And here's what she writes. I'll just read the first couple sentences. Comes now the state of Georgia by and through undersigned counsel for the Fulton County District Attorney's Office to oppose meritless motions to dismiss grand jury indictment and motions to disqualify the district attorney filed by defendants Michael Roman, Donald Trump, and Robert Chile, while the allegations raised in various motions are salacious and garnered the media attention they were designed to obtain 
none provide this court with any basis upon which to order the relief they seek. Unequivocally, the evidence facts demonstrate that, one, District Attorney Willis had no financial conflict of interest that constitutes a legal basis for disqualification. Two, District Attorney Willis has no personal conflict of interest that justifies her disqualification personally or that of Fulton County District Attorney's Office. And then it goes on, on and on. There are a number of points here. And that's just the first page. <laughs> that's just the first page. It goes over into the second page as she lists all the reasons why there's no conflict of interest. And she quotes case law and on and on. I mean, this is almost another whole podcast. But that's the update. Now, the judge is going to rule on this later this month, the 15th, I believe, of February. So we will see what he has to say then. It will be televised, so I will be watching and recording it. Wow. Now, what I think is my personal, I have no legal expertise opinion, that Wade should resign in order to just remove any question that there's any kind of problem. And then what's the problem? If she has records that she paid him back, and if he resigns, she's still tainted. But And I'm not saying I feel that she's tainted. I like her very much. She's very smart. And this case is just looks so solid. People have already pled guilty and they're going to testify against Trump. But, you know, this perception, Trump says he's innocent. People believe he's innocent. Trump says he won the election. People believe he won the election. Trump says Joe Biden lost. People believe Joe Biden lost. I mean, it's it's stunning how much people believe these lies, but they're just repeated over and over and over again, and they're just believed over and over and over again. So that's an update on the four big cases. Another issue that's occurring this week, the Supreme Court is scheduled to hear testimony in the Trump disqualification from the ballot. And this is the case that comes out of Colorado. Colorado, my home, sweet home. That was a song from Unseekable Molly Brown, Harv Presnell, who was later in Fargo. But Harv Presnell's got quite the voice. And he was in um, this movie. He was in musicals. And uh, he sang that Colorado song. But I digress. So the Supreme Court is going to hear the Colorado case that wants Trump off the ballot. And other cases, other, and other states have joined in that case. So court will hear that, but we don't know. We don't know when they're going to hand down a decision because they're, they're doing the slow walk in the appeals court. I want to know why. I smell a rat. Anyway, that's an update on the cases. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Hope I haven't kept you too long. I love you also very much. Please vote. 
My granddaughter made cookies with her mom and they brought over my cookie, which says vote on it. <laughs> yes, I've brainwashed my grandchildren. I posted it on one of my um, Instagram feeds. Take a look at it. It's very nice cookie. <laughs> she kind of did a little red, white, and blue thing. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Please subscribe. Please follow me. I need your support. It's more important than ever that we all gear up and that we all read and know both sides of the story and that we go to the polls and we vote. Don't listen to these stupid stories on CNN. I love you. Please be safe.